recording at all. <laughs> oh man. <Me. laughs> it was bound to happen eventually, and at least it was like during the intro and you caught it really fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two things. Okay. So Kyle, go ahead and take it from the top. <laughs> Welcome back to Friend and Foe Adventure Co., an immaturely mature podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. My name is Kyle, and I am the voice of Mercurius. And my fact for Mercurius today is that his middle name starts with an H. And I haven't decided what it is yet, but I needed his initials to be MHM, so it'd be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you, we also, this is our second tape, because somebody forgot to press record, dummy. Uh, but you revealed your first name, too. Oh, yeah, his first name is Mikhail. 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 You gotta get real phlegmy with it. Hi, I'm Phil. I play Tarquin. And my frivolous fact is that my middle name also begins with H. It's Tarquin Horatio Britstone. Wait, is, do you know if they're named, like, oh, yours was because you wanted, mm-hmm, is Horatio after anything? No. I was just thinking so it's a similarly British-sounding posh name. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty posh. And you're like one letter away from being THC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> THB, the forgotten brother of THC. Yes. What is THC? That's, uh... Ah, what is it? Tetrahydro... It's it's cannabis oh. stuff. It's, it's weed. Oh, okay. It's the weed, funny weed word. Okay. Or 20 haha blaze it. I don't smoke. Um, it sounds like I do right now, but I don't. <laughs> I honestly don't know. <laughs> I'm like, wait, 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 but, but don't say, cause you know, they'll come after you off this podcast. I know that federal <laughs> agents are listening to this podcast for a fact. Oh yeah. We can see you glowing from a mile away. Fed boys. <laughs> uh, I'm Matt. I play good boy. And my frivolous fact is that Good Boy doesn't have a middle name. <laughs> it's not like Good Freaking Boy. Yeah, I mean, I guess it could be. Technically, I don't know. I know we talked about this, Riley. Yes. But Good Boy doesn't remember his real name. So if you're wondering why he has different names in different episodes, it's because he doesn't remember his name. Exactly. So maybe one day we'll learn it. Yeah. Maybe? Maybe not. Once I decide on a good one. Yeah, good luck beating Frederick and Good Boy. And Jorm Harkins. Yeah, and Jorm Harkins. Uh, Also, it's Tetrahydro Cannabinol. There we go. I knew I I was so close. Did you look at it or did you know it? Uh, I knew the Tetrahydro Cannabis something, which I guess is exactly what kyle said <laughs> it was, i was close i i didn't get the cannabinol in there yeah i knew i didn't know if it was cannabis or cannabinol i knew it was one of the two very good this is an educational intro today i'm kimberly and i play Phaleon. and a frivolous fact i was gonna do something else but now my middle name starts with an h as well what <laughs> we don't even know your last name Oh, I don't know it yet either, but it's coming to me as we go. Okay. <laughs> Do we know what the H stands for? Yeah, Helena. Oh, okay. Oh, I like that. That's My Chemical Romance, Helena. It's such a great song. I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly why, right, Kimmy? Exactly. No, <laughs> is there a reason it's Helena? Because it starts with an H. 
<laughs> okay. You just wanted to fit in with everybody. <laughs> yeah. That means we're going to have to give Good Boy a H middle name. Good hella boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's 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 your badass fact, TM? Oh, we yeah, can't yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah. for um, that's for um, bad assets. It can't be a badass fact, TM. But w- w- what's your fact? <laughs> a frivolous fact. So what I started to do was frivolous frivolous facts, even about the world of Alaspis and. Today's frivolous fact is that bathrooms are actually called urination stations. That's a lot more fun to say. So there you go. Somewhat previously on Friend and Foe Adventure Co., we were on a train and they were supposed to get a black book. They go to the dude who has the black book. It's this big giant orc in a nice suit. He's a lawyer, big fancy lawyer from Jarberg. And they kill his bodyguard in a totally badass way. And then the orc Grizz stands up and he starts mocking Mercurius and saying, Oh, we pat your your old buddy's head on that furnace every time we pass by it. blah de blah 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 Sal- We're the Salamancas. What a dick. The next previously on Friend Info Adventure Co. is that the gang, you guys found a gun that was kind of a junk gun and you gave it to Mercurius, who uh, just was just took it without saying anything, and he was livid. And then you started to ask questions about who are the Salamancas, and Mercurius kicked you out so that he could talk to this gnome bartender alone. The rest of the crew has left the private car and so it's just you and this gnome the dead body of grizz pockets have been rifled through now you're holding a gun that looks like junk by the way it was a gift from the roleplay rejects folk so it came through the portal it had a little note and it said on it thanks for helping us get back in power or give loot out again whatever it was oh from the gobs but really it's from roleplay rejects we gave them a gift and they gave us a gift oh that's so nice Well, I will point the pistol at the goblin, first of all, because that's intimidating. What the hell's going on here? I don't know. I don't know. He just, he's dead. He's dead. I, it's not my, it wasn't me. I swear. Don't kill me. I'm just the bartender. All right. That's fair. Pour me a drink, would you? Uh, okay. I'll I'll stop pointing a gun at his face. (laughs) Okay. At this point, I just want a drink. He gets up and he goes behind the bartender. Uh, Roll an insight real quick. Uh, that's 20. Dirty 20. As you kind of think about what's been happening, you kind of remember hearing during the smoke somebody dropping, like, it sounded like boots dropping in the middle of the room and, like, a little bit of a cling as they, like, walked or landed. And then it sounded like it moved towards the body for just a little bit and then back to the middle of the room and then it disappeared, the, the sound. And then the smoke clears and there's nothing. So there was like a sneaky sneaky pilfering of the of the pockets. Yes. That was some good alliteration. I liked that. <laughs> <laughs> Just toot my own horn real quick. Um, while he's pouring the drink, who would want to steal from this guy? Lots of people. You know, he travels with that black book of his, this black echo, and people are always wanted. It has so many contacts on it. It's it's trouble. It's asking for trouble. Uh, when the smoke came, I, he somebody pushed me off of him. Somebody, you didn't feel any, or you didn't feel any identifying marks. <laughs> I felt a hand. It was definitely a hand that pushed me. It was a hand, so we know he's got hands. <laughs> I'm about to crack this case wide open, everybody. 
So how much do you know about the Salamancas and the, well, I, I guess Schrader Bros not even involved in this, but how much do you know about the Salamancas? Do you work for them full time or are you just a bartender on this train? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, this is their private car. So I, I am Grizz's private bartender. So I just, I, uh, I serve him drinks wherever he goes. Okay. Been with him for years. <laughs> Sorry, I was pausing because Tarquin, Tarquin is typing. <laughs> he said was Grizz's bartender, but he's not here, so he can't say that. So I'll let you know, listener, that it was very funny. I'm not going to steal that. I'm not going to have Mercurius steal that joke, though. <laughs> that hardly seems fair. How did the Salamancas come into possession of Demos' remains? And where are they now? Do you know? What do you... Demos remains. Oh, no, you, you don't know. Are you talking? He was kind of talking about like the warehouse that used to be a Schraderbrow warehouse, but the syndicate they had found some book that showed that they were cooking books and betrayed the syndicate, where they were stealing money straight from the syndicate. Well, not paying their full dues, really. And so the syndicate killed off everybody. It was it was a bloodbath. Just killed every single one of those Schraderbrows. And the syndicate gave the warehouse and all of the... They divided the Schraderbrow stuff, but most of it went to the Salamancas. So the warehouse is still there. Demos is still there. That's good information. I've never been to the warehouse. I'm just a bartender. But I know that, you know, that's what happened. You don't, you don't go to the warehouse to serve the, the warehouse workers drinks <laughs> during no. their shift? <laughs> no, never. That's weird. all right well you don't know yeah i guess everybody wants this black book it's gone now somebody stole it they have hands 100 percent certain of that yeah there was clanging when they walked or moved clanging yeah like a little ting 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 right right is grizz's body still here yes i would like to tell the goblin bartender thank you for your time thank you for the drink and I would like to turn around and fire a shot from the gun I have into Grizz's body as I leave. Nice. <laughs> just for good measure. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Roll, just roll me an accuracy. Okay, I like this. Um, my new pink dice is very nice to me. Never mind. <laughs> uh, 11. Yeah, you shoot the body. And leave. So you go outside. There's no door, so you just walk outside. Okay, anything going on in the quiet car? Nope, you go into the quiet car, it's all quiet there. I look by and say, hey everybody, nice to see you again. So you enter the passenger car next, and there is the woman who had shushed you before. And there is a guy that looks like he's got his hands behind his back on the chair. His nose looks broken. She's saying, what were all of you doing here? Traveling, we're traveling, that's all. What was so damn important that you had to disrupt the quietness of the quiet car? We were in a hurry. Somebody was running on the roof, okay? That's got to be more against the rules than the quiet car rule. Mm, Nope, quiet car rule beats that just by a hair. But who was on the roof? Oh, what? She looks at you. That's exactly what I was going to ask. I'm so sorry for interrupting you, but who was running on the roof? We don't know. We were going there, we saw smoke start to come out of the private car, and then all of a sudden someone ran across the roof. All right. And started heading towards the front of the train from there. So we figured, oh, let's head over there and try and find out who that was. We were trying to be good citizens. And you decided to stop this guy for disrupting the quiet car when he's supposed to be catching this guy, who, coincidentally, I'm also looking for. 
You got a lot of nerve, lady. <laughs> oh, maybe you don't know, but I am Adrian Stormheart, all right? I am the security force of this here train, and I'm in charge. Well, that's some security job you're doing, letting this guy get away with running across the top of the car. Well, the quiet car rule is more important. I said that. I might, you know what, I might have to go full Karen on you and ask to speak to your manager. (laughs) (laughs) That's so weird. That other guy that came through with one arm said that, asked if my name was Karen. (laughs) (laughs) And now you're saying you're Karen? Were you with those three? uh, Well, those sound like my friends, yes. Okay, well, hmm. I'll tell you what. They're going and clearing their fine by catching the other three that were running with this hooligan. I'll clear your fine if you go and catch whoever was running on top of the train. Well, that sounds fine. (laughs) (laughs) Do you even know what your fine is for? No. How did we incur a fine? Was it uh, it the grenades? Was it breaking the windows? I don't know. What, what What could it be? Uh, it's because you're carrying a weapon. You're not supposed to be carrying a weapon in here. Those are supposed to be in cargo. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I'll let you... I'll forgive your fine, your fee, if uh, if you just go and catch the person who is on top of the train. All right, I suppose I could give that a go. Uh, how much is the fine? Like, how much gold? Oh, 2,000 gold. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm going to catch your perp. Don't you worry. Oh, good, good. Dead or alive, doesn't matter. Sweet. I like to have choices. Yeah, you go, let's say you head towards the next passenger car, and there's the ladder to the roof. You start to climb up there. Uh, Right before you start climbing, even, there's a body that tumbles down. Oh, sick. Uh, Let's check that out a little closer. (laughs) (laughs) You look off to the side of the train, and you see the body disintegrate. Oh, damn. Okay. I was going to go through his pockets. (laughs) <laughs> it was on the outside of the train, like, tumbling. Oh, okay. You know, I, like thought he was, I thought he was tossed off the train. I thought he was tumbling down the stairs here, <laughs> just, like, plop right at my feet. <laughs> All right, cool. Disintegrating guy. All right, I'm going to go upstairs then, I suppose. No, you say you're on the outside. You Then you continue to go up the ladder to look onto the roof. And as you look onto the roof, you don't see anything, but you do see that you are fast approaching a tunnel, and being on top of the train would not be smart. Okay, going back inside. <laughs> uh, as you pass through the passenger car, let's say, you enter the tunnel. And it gets dark. And it gets dark, yeah. But you look out the windows, and it's, like, magically illuminated. So you can see the walls of the tunnel, the rocky walls, and it's got little bits, flecks of, like, silver and copper, like, s- stuff that's just little remaining there so that you have a view of something to, nice to look at while you pass through the tunnel because that's supposed to be, like, a couple hours. Oh, it's there. quite lovely. That drunk psycho that was in the cafe stumbles by and passes by you, just mumbling to himself, <laughs> so drunk, moonshine, blah, blah, blah. Well, and I have a favor to you too, good sir. <laughs> I'm not going to question him. I feel like he doesn't have any information. Okay. Then you get into the cafe car and, you know, business as usual there. The bar in front of the bartender, uh, that's where bars usually are, I suppose, uh, is a little bit messy. Like plates are scattered. Some of them are maybe a little broken. There's some food on the floor. 
Hey there, hey there, barkeep. Uh, you guys good in here? What happened? This psycho got up on the bar, started asking a bunch of questions, and then walking through and just making a mess of things. Oh, well, that, uh, that does sound like patently psycho behavior. Yep, it does. Terribly sorry for your predicament. I'll just be going. <laughs> Such is the life of a bartender. Womp womp. Uh, well, just fast forward. You know, you're making your way to the front of the train. Great. You hear, you get to the sleeper car as you approach first class. You hear a commotion of like glass breaking inside the first class car. Oh, damn. Okay, well, I, I mean, I got to hustle in there. Something, something's going on. Okay, so you bust in. You see two dogs right in front of you, two skags. They look really rocky, though, like way more, uh, like carapace is way thicker. It looks like rock uh and then there's good boy near the front of the train tarquin phaleon they're kind of grouped together and then there's a skag another skag in front of them so there's these three skags in this room hey guys i missed you have you finished interrogating that gnome thing yeah he's uh he's worthless cool we killed a dude you killed a dude <laughs> yeah that sounds uh that sounds par for the course but no gnome, gnome guy was all like Oh, somebody stole the black book. And I was like, yeah, no shit. Oh, yeah. Hi, Skags. Hi, Skags. <laughs> Hang on. Talking, talking is a free action. You can wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to roll for the thing? Yes, roll for initiative. I got a three. Ten for me. Fifteen. Not a two. <laughs> oh yes I thought I was going to be the worst for sure <laughs> <laughs> okay perfect yeah you, your buddy's on the other end of the train and of the car there you go Phaleon, you you're up I can't remember I'm up by the front seat yeah so you're just behind the front seat though those seats have been chopped up because Bada Bing had done his spinning attack with his buzz axes and chopped off the backs of those seats. So you have a clear sight of two of the skags probably from where you are. I'm gonna use my crappy sniper. I rolled an accuracy of 10 and dealt two damage. Okay, which one were you aiming at? I'm gonna just gonna aim one that's across from me. Towards the front of the train? Oh, I didn't see back. that one. Towards the back, I guess. Okay, so you have a clear shot of one that's like diagonal. So we'll say, let's uh, Oh, how do we position this uh, back left of the train? Okay, so you deal two damage to the skag in the back left of the car. Pigeon will go after the same skag, and he's going to deal six points of damage. There you go. Chunks of rock fly off of it. And then it is Mercurius's turn. For the listeners, there's one back left, one back right, one front. That's how we'll separate them. Yeah. So I would also like to damage the back left one, but I would like to get closer to my buddies here. I have five movement that can put myself right here and then fire at the same guy using my rare combat rifle. Ooh, nat 20 on the accuracy. Holy. Ooh, sweet. So that means you do double damage. Hey, future Riley here wanted to jump in and rules lawyer ourselves and say, oh man, we've been doing nat 20s on ranged attacks wrong. It only adds a critical hit. Double damage is exclusive to nat 20s on melee damage. So our bat, after this session, will do it the right way. I probably promise. Now back at it. 
So all together, I rolled a nat 20 for accuracy and rolled 21 points of corrosive damage. But then times that by two, because it's because you rolled a nat 20, because that's Which double damage. 42. And Ooh, it's corrosive, which these rock skags happen to be weak against. And yes, so I it's was hoping like that was the case. 86 points of damage. Holy snows. <laughs> this thing completely just melts in acid. Whoa. Holy shit. It's just green with maybe little, little pebbles left inside it that are bubbling and, and fizzing out. I, I, I love this gun so much. <laughs> I say, as I was running past that skag on the right, I just dropped a dropped a grenade on his feet. Yeah, that's great. Okay, and I'll roll 1d8. Seven points of shock damage. As it that explodes, you hear a little bit of crying underneath the very back right seat. Uh, and the skag hears it too and turns around towards that back seat and starts to move towards it and is like pouncing on that seat trying to get whatever is underneath it i didn't even i didn't even ask who this guy was is he hiding under the seat yes yeah (laughs) yes somebody is hiding under the seat so now it is tarquin's turn can i do an insight check to basically i want to know how heavy roughly the skag would be compared to myself and I have a 17. It would be probably like five times what you weigh. Oh, fucking hell. All right, that's, let's abandon whatever plan I was thinking of. Right, you say the backs of the seats that I'm on are all shredded up, yeah? Yes. Cool, so I'm going to take a couple of steps back just so I get the plus three bonus range for my sniper rifle. So I'm going to shoot Babs um, at the front skag. So that is going to be 20. I've got a dirty 20 for accuracy. Uh, whoa, 19 points of damage. Woo! Nice. Yeah, lots of rock comes off. By the way, I forgot to have the skag attack. So I'm just going to have that one attack right now. So the back right one went towards the person that was hiding underneath the chair. The other skag is going to come up to good boy and attack and he misses he bumps into the chair instead stumbling so yeah there you go stupid rock dog tarquin did you have anything else you wanted to do on your turn um no i'm not saving that kid if that's what you're implying riley i'm not gonna do it (laughs) you're a monster uh good boy you're up so you're still in your buzz axe rampage yeah while they were talking, I was just running around doing push-ups. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Gotta stay pumped. Going to... Wait, where's the nearest one? Is it right by me? Yeah, there's the one right in front of you, and then there's one in the back that's attacking business child. All right, so I'm going to hit the one in front of me first. Okay, melee attack. So 16 for that one. And then I'm going to throw my buzz axe at the other one. And four, so 12 for that one. You do that, you reel your buzz axe back to you, but the thing is still just fixed on attacking the business child. Uh, then we go back around to Phaleon. Does business child not get a go? Oh, uh, that's a good point. All right. I mean, like, is he just going to sit there and allow himself to be mangled? 
Yeah, yeah. He, well, he's just he's trapped underneath the chair. Okay. He's gonna cower more into the corner of it, trying to just like stay away from the skag's claws. We're gonna have time to talk about business child later, right? Because what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if he lives, maybe you'll meet Business Child. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Phaleon, you're up. I'm just going to move in front of Mercurius. If you wanted, like if you're trying to get to the skag, you could even jump on top of a seat or something. It's fine, too. Oh, yeah, but you can move in front of Mercurius. That's fine. Is it fine? I hope we're just not going to cluck up more fines from Karen for climbing over the seats and wrecking all the stuff. <laughs> just blame it on bada bing <laughs> blame it on business time <laughs> oh. he was jumping on the chairs these boots are way too big for a business child like i understand all the words you're saying separately <laughs> i know what they mean <laughs> but then you put them all together in a string and i'm like what the fuck man <laughs> <laughs> So, Phelion, yeah, you moved. Now what? I think I'm going to use my action skill and have Pigeon go after that skag that's in front of the business child. Okay, so I send Pigeon. I'm going to infuse him with... Is, does Shock do anything? Uh, Roll an insight. 13. Okay, I mean, that's that's good enough. It's, uh, it's a rock, so you know, like, corrosive is what it would be best against it. Can I do that with Pigeon? Because I've only ever done Shock and Fire. Yeah, you only have Shock and Fire at this point. Okay, can I... Would Fire be better than Shock? Both are equal. Fine. I'll do Fire, I guess. For nine points of damage. Yeah, some rock comes off and a little flame is, like, remaining on the shoulder of the skag. But it doesn't necessarily notice. But it does look and turn its attention towards Pigeon. So Pigeon has taunted it to get its attention and now business child may be safe and that'll be your turn so then we've got mercurius i just hang out right where i am and uh i guess i'll try to save business child as well (laughs) although i don't know from the way tarquin was talking about it, it sounds like he's not too fond of business child but he also wasn't too fond of lamppost malone so i don't know uh, I wasn't the one that threatened to kill Lamppost Malone. That was you, Mercurius. <laughs> that was me. If you remember, most of Lamppost Malone's adventure, I was hanging over a cauldron, or I was dead, uh, whatever. <laughs> true, Whenever true. somebody is missing for a session, I introduce a new lovable child lovable character. Lovable side character. Lovable <laughs> side child character. Business child. Beloved by all, Tarquin. <laughs> all. Sorry, okay, go ahead, Mercurius. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot that skag with my corrosive. Oh no I'm not. Got a one. No <laughs> This is gonna be a little bit weird, but that junk gun that you have holstered somewhere that you got from the gobs, all of a sudden that like pops out and sprouts legs and runs to the skag you were aiming at and deals one D four damage. So go ahead and roll that. It turns into this little mini golem and then attacks. The hell? Uh, it's three. Three. Okay. Well, th- uh, that's bizarre. I, kinda, I I like it. That's cool. <laughs> you little leggy little gun guy over there, guys. Yeah, so he's just this cute little golem made out of junk. Nice. Normally, I wouldn't, you know, like, it's a reload, uh, but you would have to be using the gun. But I, you know what? 
let's just let's let's uh, let's mod this so that you can see the effect of this thing. It sensed that you you had to it's reload, that- and it was like, I got your back, Jack. <laughs> oh, I really appreciate that little gun fella. And now that yeah, now I guess I'm gonna reload. <laughs> Next turn. Then it is the Skag's turn, and the Skag is going to try and attack Pigeon. Oh my gosh, nothing. It just swipes at the air. It, it chomps into the air and gets a big bite of nothing. So that's that skag in the back right. And then the skag that's in front of good boy is going to try and attack good boy. And will actually succeed. And deals 24 points of damage as it bites into good boy's bicep. Ah. And you don't have your shields back. Remember, they didn't... Oh, wait, did you lose your shields last... Yeah, yeah, you definitely lost your shields last time. I did, but I killed... Oh, yeah, so they recovered, huh? Yeah, they recovered. Okay. So I gotta gotta drop another grenade. Uh, I think I actually get to do three grenades again. Oh, are you... Because the shield has... Or no, it's a shock nova, that's what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're gonna do 2d6 and then the shock nova. Okay, so that's a one. (laughs) Okay. And a two... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you deal that massive amount of three points of damage as your shields go. Uh, but what else? How much damage do you take after that? Like, what carries over to your health? It's going to be 14, 14 points. Okay, so what's your health at now? 42. Oh, gosh, you are still so strong. <laughs> <laughs> and then it is Tarquin's turn. I love that he was he was asking so much about the health. Like, he's like, ah, oh, I got him this time. <laughs> and then I thought for sure. He's got like... <laughs> A million HP is very tanky. <laughs> Should have attacked Tarquin. <laughs> I'm going to move past Mercurius and Phaleon. Right, the Skags jumped through the windows, right? Yes. So the windows are going to be broken and open. Yes. Win. So, you know, like in Jurassic Park, where they distract the T-Rex with the flare, I am going to pull the pin on a grenade... Wave it about a bit to get the skag's attention, and then I'm going to chuck the grenade out the window behind the skag and hope that it's stupid enough to jump after it. Tell me, <laughs> tell me what I need to do. <laughs> oh gosh, okay, badass move. Okay, I don't know how anyone else would be able to assist you on this. Can anyone think of a way? Because in Jurassic Park, when he does that with the flare, it, it works, and then uh, what's Jeff his Goldblum name? Fucks it up. Jeff <laughs> Jeff Goldblum completely <laughs> fucks it up. Oh my god, it's like, why are you, he was leaving, what are you doing? Maybe maybe everyone else just ducks down and bees as undistracting as possible. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. Do I roll to assist or do I just not roll? Just duck and cover. <laughs> yeah, you guys are just being as still as possible. They detect movement. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, yeah, let's just have Tarquin do this by himself. Oh, it's a ten. <laughs> you take out the grenade, you're like waving it like, hey boy, hey boy. <laughs> and then you throw it out and it bounces against the like the rock wall outside and then you hear it like bounce against the train and the rock wall and uh, and it explodes and you feel the train kind of like jostle and glass shatter like a car down. Oh, I hope I killed Karen. Um, did this guy like not react at all then? No, it didn't even notice. It was so focused on the bird, on Pigeon. Ah. Womp womp. But you still get two badass points. Tokens. Remind me what they do. You can use them to up any roll. Oh, okay. Because I've got 24 of them. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, so like if you do a talk check and you're... Before I announce whether it works or not, you can up it. Okay. 
Oh, or it could be like even your damage dice or your your accuracy or whatever. It can be yeah. literally any roll. Cool. Good boy. You did a melee attack last time. Go ahead and roll for your... Oh, yeah, that's true. Your flame. Uh, that's a four. Okay, so you did not catch on fire. All right, now, current turn. What up, dog? I am going to shoot the skag in front of me. Do it. I dare you. I'm going to use my combat rifle. Uh, I rolled a 17 for accuracy, and I dealt 22 damage, but that gun also has a corrosive effect, I think. Oh, wait, no, it doesn't, because... Because it's black powder. Yeah. Yeah. Originally, I gave you corrosive, and then I was like, oh, nope, it's black powder. And they can't be corrosive. Uh, You hit it, and a bunch of rocks fly off, and a little bit of, like, brown blood or brown, brown liquid sprays the carpet below be behind it you damaged it pretty decently that puts us back around to phaleon i'm going to shout at business child and say don't worry just draw some more pictures okay nice lady i got this (laughs) (laughs) and you hear a little bit of scribbling how close like if i shoot at the skag is it going to cause problems for the business child no he's pretty like he's low you know he's under the chair so you would be shooting above that maybe if you rolled a one he could be in danger oh okay but what are the chances of that i mean come on risk it (laughs) this thing is so big that it's like blocking most of your view of the chair even the shot would have to like ricochet and hit the child or something but okay and hey i I don't think i'll kill a child (laughs) As the BM, I don't. I think that's a limit that I have. I think I, there's a line there. This is Skyrim rules. Yeah, I mean, unless the Skag <laughs> ate him, the Skag. I did. I will say the Skag could possibly kill him. Damn. But he's focused on Pigeon right now. So still. Yeah, I mean, it's only been one turn. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna use my crappy sniper again. Oh, I don't know what that is. It's like a little picture. That's probably a nat twenty. If you look on the opposite side of it, is it a one? Yes. Yeah, so that's the Ooh. nat 20. Nat 20. Nat nat 20. I need to stop getting you like special dice that have symbols as icons. So I'm like, uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> or have one that has an icon for every number. That would oh be. Oh my god. What a Very nightmare. What's this chicken picture? Oh, obviously that's a five. <laughs> I rolled a nat 20 and I dealt. 18 points of damage. You hit it, another piece of rock falls off, some brown liquid sprays the wall behind, and that's that's it. You've got Pigeon still on fire. Okay, I'm going to have him attack the Skag as well, and Pigeon deals 12 points of damage. He manages to chip away more of the rock, and flames are riding along the back as Pigeon chirps on by it, flies by. Uh, not that the flames are doing anything. They just look cool. But Pigeon thinks he's doing more stuff. Exactly. They're just not going to tell him that he's not doing anything extra. Yeah. You indicate to everybody else, like, great job, Pigeon. Ah. <laughs> Double damage for sure. Mercurius, you're up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, just for flavor's sake, I'm going to kind of move to the left side of the train to get a better angle on the skag here and shoot it. Shoot, shoot it. I'm gonna roll a one this time. 
I'm gonna roll a nat 20! Let's oh, go! Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's like one extreme or the other. What is going on? So, nat 20 accuracy roll and 20 points of corrosive damage to good boy's favorite skag over here. Which is also a 40. Or makes it 40 because it doubles the damage, right? Makes it 40 because it doubles the damage, that is correct. <sighs> Shit. Okay. I am going to use a mayhem point. <laughs> just to do one final attack before it completely dies. Uh, and it is going to try and attack uh, Good Boy here. Let's see if it can. Oh, nat 20! Oh, no! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, Double what damage! What is going on? I want to okay. celebrate with him, but also you're the bad, you're the bad guys. <laughs> Kimmy, can you just pop in there and double check that for verification, please? <laughs> and that is 38 points of damage wow. I, rolled a nine. I rolled 2d10s and it rolled a 9 and a 10 oh man you hit the skag with that corrosive damage and it just tries to slash at you uh, and it does and it's a very heavy paw that lands down tears down your chest it doesn't tear your shirt of course but somehow it makes it bleed under your shirt you know because you because your shirt is magically protected it will never get ripped it'll never burn nothing will ever happen to the sacred skag tie-dye t-shirts uh and yeah you take that 38 points of damage all right and then it sinks into the corrosiveness that was its body <laughs> uh how, how's your how's your hp looking there Good boy. Oh, you know, I'm all right. Does anybody want to take like a three hour nap? (laughs) (laughs) Did you have four health left now? Four, yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely killing you this this session. No, I don't know if it'll be this session. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So that front skag is dead. We just have the back skag, and it is his turn. He's going to, I'm going to use another mayhem. I have accrued a lot and don't use them very often. That skag jumps into the air and starts to spin and turns into this, like, rocky saw blade almost. It rolls towards Tarquin and hits him and kind of knocks him back and then bounces off the wall, ricochets, and goes to Phaleon and hits her as well. Both of you take 23 points of damage. I'm dead. I'm dead. (gasps) What? What? For real? Yeah, because you didn't let us heal. Oh my gosh, okay. Yeah, you both are dead. The tracks behind where it is, where it went, there's like little holes in the car. So like you can see underneath and you can see like the axle and train bits underneath. But we can't see them though, Riley, because we're dead. (laughs) You can't see them. (laughs) That's the last thing you see. Oh my gosh, I finally did it. I killed two of you. In one turn. In one turn. Mayhem actions, man. That's where it's at. Unbelievable. I'm glad he hasn't been using those the whole time. But now it is... It's not Tarquin's turn because he did. But good boy, you are up. Yeah, sorry. I forgot I was muted. I said I'm going to take a health potion. Uh, and it's 1d8. I rolled a 7. So I have 11 health now. Uh, what is the skag doing now? And where is it? It is now kind of in the center of the train by where Phaleon and Phaleon was. 
so it's just in front of that chair. It's it's like two squares away from you. Is it still rotating? No, no, it has finished its spin attack, its wheel attack, and it's it's now just stationary. I am going to go over to it, and I'm going to grab it and pick it up, and I'm going to lift it up over my head and bring it down on my knee. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is definitely a badass move. It is really heavy. It's five times the weight of Tarquin, which is probably like three times the weight of you. But you also are very, very strong. What can I do to aid you? I could just shoot it. That's pretty boring, though. Help lift it. Okay, so if you're you're picking it up full over your head and then breaking its back, right? Yeah. Um, what if... Gosh, I could just... Or... Or you could spot me. I'll just spot him. That's way that's way funnier if I just spot yeah. him. <laughs> Get up right behind me to make sure I'm lifting it right. Yeah, yeah. I've like got my hands right there to help if, if, he, if he looks like he's failing. Perfect. Yes, let's do that. Okay, both of you roll badass dies. Is Pigeon still there even if I'm not? Yeah, let's have Pigeon stay there. Probably pretty upset. Where's my best friend? Uh, badass right? Oh my god, nat 20. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Those dice. Loaded dice. Loaded dice. Uh, that's awesome. We should call you Merc Nat 20 <laughs> I wish I could have saved this for like the final showdown with the big bad. <laughs> That'll be nat ones all day. <laughs> all day long. Alright, uh, good boy, what did you roll? I rolled a 15, or sorry, a 14 plus 1. You, you definitely passed. I mean, Mercurius is just assisting. I only added like a 3 difficulty to it. So it was only like a 18 difficulty. Oh, or no, 18 base and then 21 with, yeah, so it was like a 21 difficulty. Anyway, Mercurius comes up behind Good Boy. Good Boy goes, grabs onto this big rocky skag, starts to lift it up and is struggling a little bit. Mercurius puts his arms around Good Boy's waist, waist, right? Yeah. And like helps straighten the back and get into the proper form. And then Good Boy lifts it up above its head and then just brings it down and even like pulls it down as it comes down and puts his knee out there. And uh, well, let's roll damage. Yeah. Let's see what happens when it hits. So if you want, you don't have to roll accuracy again. I'll just let your 15 carry. Or if you want to risk it, you can roll it and add your modifier. Actually, what's your... Oh, wait. Oh, what's your... Yeah, what's your big accuracy number? Do you know it? Eight, I think. Okay. Well, then, here. I'm just going to let the roll ride. So sometimes when you do badass moves, you can just take whatever you rolled as your stat or like as your role for what you're doing so like you rolled a 15 accuracy you do plus eight which gives you 23 and on an act on a melee attack all you need is a 20 or above it doesn't have to be natural to do double damage so you're doing double damage so now you're gonna roll a melee attack okay do i get to add five to this too does this count as a wrestling move yeah it's definitely a plus five yeah Ooh, it's 11 plus 1 plus 5. Yeah, you bring this thing down on your knee and it just shatters. The rocks turn to pebbles and litter the floor. Some of the little pebbles go through the holes that were made earlier. Nice. You look and you see Phaleon and Tarquin's bodies disintegrate. Ah, shit. 
where's the brew you at? Is it the next stop? Oh, that's a good, yeah, that's a good point. I forgot they don't just pop up again right here. Yeah. It's going to be a whole lot harder without, uh, without them around. Um, that pause made it look like you'd forgotten our names, Mercurius. That's, that's real. <laughs> Yeah, that fucking real sweet <laughs> one guy with the robot arm and the lady with the face. <laughs> My best friends. Welcome to somewhere in the middle of the episode where we do ads. If you want to support us directly, we just started a coffee or Ko-Fi. And you can donate money, buy us badass tokens, if you will, so that we can do certain things like buy new music, buy artwork, buy new equipment or software. Everything you donate will go back into the show. So you can go to coffee.com slash FFAdventureCo. There's a link in the episode description if you want to support us directly. If you want to try bunkers and badasses for yourself, you totally should. And you should let us know how your adventures go. But first, you need the source book. So go to nerdvanagames.com and buy yourself a source book. If you enjoy listening to us, then go check out Bad Assets. Ian Moss, who has played Drake Wilson in our podcast, he is the BM over there. And he BMs for a great group of folks. They have great chemistry. And right now they are playing through the Assault on Dragon Keep, which is in the source book. It's really fun. Such a good group. You can watch it on YouTube and they have the actual battle maps and whatnot, or you can listen wherever you podcast. Bad assets. From the back right, <laughs> under the chair, comes crawling out the business child. Uh, Mercurius, you're seeing him for the first time. He is a small child in a business suit and he's got some papers in his hand. He says, what happened to, my, to the nice lady and the alcoholic? They went for a drink. What you, um, what? Okay, so what is going on? What's your deal? Oh, I am a businessman. So I do business professionally. Okay, and what did what'd you say your name was? I heard somebody say your name earlier. It was a Bocephus? Business child. Bada Bing. Didn't you say Bada Bing? Who's Bada Bing? Oh, Bada Bing was that big dude that thought I home aloneed him. Oh, what? Yeah, I don't know what home alone means. Yeah, I'm train um, alone because my stepdad dropped me off at the train to travel alone to Ever Falls to visit my my birth dad. Okay. Yeah. Here, so you're have this, oh. and he hands you a picture, or he's holding out a piece of paper. Okay, I will I will take it. Thank you, business child. Of course, that'll be ten gold. God damn it. <laughs> Well, here you go then. Yeah, I, I, I got I got the gold to spare. You can have you can have the gold. That's quite all right. Yay! <laughs> You're a very shrewd business child. <laughs> you actually paid him. I think I just threatened to kill him. Well, <laughs> and Phaleon told I've him it was I'm, free. <laughs> I've decided I'm not going to attempt to kill any more children. <laughs> <laughs> and you look, and it's stick figures and a one of the rock skags, a really crappy looking rock skag. Uh, and you guys, it's just a picture of you guys fighting the rock skags. Oh, that's actually sick. I'm hanging that on my wall when I get home. This is dope. Thanks, thanks, business kid. Yeah, anytime you need business done, you let me know. Well, there is the business of finding whoever stole the little black book from... God, I forgot his name already. Orc Dick. Grizz. Orc Dick. Grizz, that's right. 
I wanted to say Gryler Gurdon, but I know that's not right. That was from Gryler the high uh, episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh Rich. my gosh, I forgot about Gryler Gurdon. That was a good. That was a good reference. Oh my god. I'm reluctant to ask this child anything because I'm afraid he's gonna like charge us a consulting fee or something. He might. He really might. Don't give him any ideas, though. Oh yeah, sorry. I said that right <laughs> to his face while looking at him in the eyes. He says, "Oh, that's a good idea. I've never." Done consulting. Yeah, this kid's gonna go far. Hey, tell you what, do you know anything about the black book and the thieves thereof? I just know that my stepdad doesn't let me look in the black book. He says it's got adult pictures. Oh, okay. He's right. He's probably right. <laughs> Wait, does the kid have the black book? Are you asking him? That's sort of a rhetorical question, but I mean, I am now. <laughs> No, I don't. I didn't steal my stepdad's black book. Can I... I think he's lying. <laughs> yeah, roll an insight. Ah, four. That's not gonna work. I'll just roll odds or evens. Wait, I got a, I got a 16 for my insight. Okay, well, Mercurius thinks he's lying. And, uh, and good boy, you know he's lying. Yeah, I'm on to you, kid. I got your number. <laughs> well, okay, I didn't... I didn't steal it, but I did look at it once... And your stepdad has it now? Am I getting that? Yeah, right? I didn't take it because then he would know. He would know and he would blame me and he would uh, punish me again. Oof. Okay. Child abuse. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, this guy, this guy sounds like kind of a piece of uh, work. A piece of work. I wasn't going to say piece of shit. Don't worry, kid. I don't like to swear in front of kids. He locks me in up. my room and doesn't let me draw. <laughs> Jesus. That was his punishment. It's not physical abuse, so maybe slightly abuse. better. Okay. Maybe yeah, just just emotional abuse. It's fine. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, your stepdad hates you. Okay, but from what you can tell, uh, good boy, you can tell that the kid doesn't have any clue what the black book you're actually talking about is. He just thinks you're like he just knows his dad has a naughty black book. Ah, uh, okay. It's where he writes the names of all the people he has affairs with. well should we go steal some adult literature and kill a stepdad Uh, i think that's what we're doing don't kill my stepdad he's back in jarberg oh okay never mind listen those are two of my favorite things but i think that in this case it would be a waste of time adult literature and killing stepdads yeah it's very good very good hobbies Okay, shit. How uh, how hmm, how do we how do we get our party members back? I missed them I already. <laughs> Should we go ask somebody if there's a Oh, you know what? I still have to catch that bastard on the roof. We're in a tunnel right now. So bastard on the roof is no longer on the roof. Damn it. Yeah, I guess we got to just go talk to somebody, huh? Yeah. I mean, we're right by the whatever the front the front of the train, the choo the choo choo part. The choo choo part of the train. Yeah, Thomas. Maybe we should just go talk to those guys while we're here. Investigate that. No, we could do that. I mean, that looks like the only place you guys haven't uncovered yet. As you approach, like, you start to go through the door, but there's a person standing in front of the door there. He says, oh, no one's allowed in the engine car. That's pretty suspicious. What goes on in the engine car? Obviously, the workings and runnings of a train. I have If somebody went in there, they could jeopardize things. It's probably, like, shady stuff. They don't want us to see it because it's illegal and bad. Sounds like something a money launderer would say. Hey, there you go. 
I assure you, I am no money launderer. I am just here to keep the public out of the engine car. Yeah, well, prove it. Let us go investigate the, the engine car for engine car. That's what it's called. Then I would get fired. I'm going to fire you if you don't. I know I'm dead and all, but was he just standing there watching the whole skag fight? <laughs> he was He was behind the door. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just like, what an asshole just standing there. <laughs> He's like in the train car, and let's just say it's like an eye slit thing. He slides it open, you know, because I like using those. Yes. So I see his name tag. <laughs> you try to pull the it's me the same guy over again <laughs> well she, i mean conductor's just driving the train he's probably not going to be involved with this but there is a whole i can see the squares underneath there i know there's a room there <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's meta that's meta <laughs> yeah yeah hey hey our friends you saw that right our friends got totally run over by that skag wheel what no i didn't see that well, you had the eye thing closed, the little slider. Yeah, there's a door between, you know, this is, there are two cars, right? So it's like there's the door into the first class and then the little connection platform and then oh, so the door into I, the engine car. So he's not like, he's not in here. He's out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So well, anyway, the, that's neither here nor there. It's a moot point. Um, our friends just got smoked by a skag who turned into a wheel. Do you guys oh. have a brew you on board or is there one at a stop? Coming oh, up that depends. How do we get them back? Most passengers go back to the last stop, so they could be back in Jarburg. But if you had like a, if you were one of our sleeper car members, then there is a brew you under the bed. Oh, we were, we were. So oh. they just show up under the bed. Lucky They're just next door. Then. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's go, gamers. Okay, thanks, man. Yeah, hey, no problem. All right, before you guys go, like, you guys are on your way over there. We will now respawn. Yeah, good thing you guys bought the brew you, or bought the room, because that was seriously a plan from the beginning. Really? Oh, my God, you didn't even tell us that. I feel like that's pretty, like, when you're advertising for these sleeper cars, that should be, like, on the top of the list of, like, benefits (laughs) you will receive as part of our sleeper car package. We go into the sleeper car, the one you have, uh, and... Mercurius and good boy, you aren't in there yet. You know, this is a minute after you died. You know, your bodies disintegrate. You reform in the cauldron. You pop up and you push up the top of the mattress. And under the mattress, there was like a little brew you type thing hidden away in there. You're in luck. This one's a two for the price of four special. I um, I thought that was the chamber pot. So during the night. I guess there's two beds, so I I don't remember who was sharing whose bed. I don't think we ever decided. You guys want to talk about it now? (laughs) Wasn't it good boy in one bed and then the other three in the other bed? (laughs) Oh my gosh, that makes perfect sense. That is 100% what it was. Because good boy's huge, right? He's jacked. He needs the space. So you two spawned in the same bed. So yes, there is probably a turd in there. Now each of you roll a d20. 15. 17. There are minor traumas in the book, but I came up with a bunch of our own just for ours that are more silly than actually doing something. Most of the time, I guess. So I will read first Tarquin's. (laughs) Okay. 
Flirty. So when talking to an NPC, you must flirt. If not, you get minus five on the talk check. Even if not main person interacting with NPC, you must throw in little flirty lines. Otherwise, 1d4 love loss damage. (laughs) Please don't make me talk to business child. (laughs) Oh, God, no. no. Okay, okay. Children don't count. uh, Children don't count. You're exempt from children. (laughs) Yes, yes. You will take... 2d20 damage if you flirt with a child. <laughs> Thank you. I'll have to take a lot more damage if you keep that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> so that is your trauma. You will, you'll have it until, like, the next day. Oh, well. Yeah, so it's like a 24-hour thing. Oh, well. I was going to say, during the wizard wand, I had it forever until I died. Yeah, that's because we didn't know how they worked. <laughs> <laughs> are there not permanent traumas? I thought there were. There, yeah, there are permanent traumas if you die like in an especially embarrassing way, or like maybe against a boss or something. Okay. All right. So, Phaleon, your trauma is mundane superpower. You have a temporary superpower, but it's not practical. What is it? I have to come up with it. I mean, we can come up with it as a group. Just something that's like a very seemingly useless superpower. I th- can we all take a turn at suggesting one, please? Ooh, there we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kimmy, you can come up with one if you want, but maybe we have the other three pitch you a superpower and you take one. Okay. I think your superpower is that you can hear fruit. <laughs> does Okay, does the fruit talk? Uh, no. <laughs> it's just like making vague noises, vague fruit noises. Yeah. Like that lemon is so loud. Maybe they're like, you know, like the Pokemon where they're just like, oh, didn't we do this last week where the Skag just goes, Skag, Skag. It's just like, banana, banana, (laughs) banana. (laughs) Okay, perfect. All right, Mercurius or uh, Good Boy, do you have one? I do. I saw one in like a silly little comic strip or what is it like a text post? I can't remember, but... The superpower was you can guess exactly how many pulls on the string it will take to turn a fan off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's really specific, though. I don't feel like it'll ever come up again. I mean, that's okay. Yeah, that's totally fine. The joke, the joke that I saw that in was it was someone was at the like talking to Professor X, right? Who's in the wheelchair. And she says that's her superpower. And he's like, huh. And he gets up and he pulls the string twice and the fan turns off. And he's like, that's pretty impressive, but not a superpower. And she says, I'm just kidding. My power is actually that I can heal paraplegics. And Professor X, who is now standing, who pulled the switch, like, it, it doesn't oh. work. It doesn't work verbally. It works better in text. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Professor X can't walk. Okay, sorry. There's a lot of explanation for nothing. So now, good boy, what's your... <laughs> The ability to fly, but only like an inch and a half off the ground. Okay. That's a pretty good one. So do I pick now or do I come up with my own? Do you have one? Did you think of your own while you were doing while they were doing that? Well, mundane means it's like dull, so I feel like I can get a pen ready without clicking it open. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, yeah, like it's kind of useful. In very like rare circumstances, you have a very dull. Is that what you want? You, so you can choose any of your four, any of those four. Oh, I don't know. Or maybe we just roll a d4 and and uh, you take the one that it lands on. Okay, let's do that. You roll the d4. One. So would that be 
Tarquins. Yeah, since he pitched so I can first. Hear fruit. So you can hear fruits. Perfect. So now you guys have your traumas. You're looking around the room and you notice that a chunk of your wall is missing. Like the window's all broken. There, It looks like maybe like somebody threw a grenade and it exploded right outside of your room and, and you can feel like <laughs> the wind's rushing into your room. Oh man, who did that? So yeah, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, and at this point, Mercurius and Good Boy come in. Hey guys. Hey, did you kill that last skag? We did. I'm so sorry. I should have popped out the bubble shield a little sooner. Nah, it's alright. You had a shield this whole time? Yeah, I got on the mech. I didn't think about it until after you guys got run over. I was like, shit, I had that bubble <laughs> shield. <laughs> so, my, my bad. So, everybody's shields are recovered, and then Tarquin and Phaleon, you are full health. But everybody else, your health didn't heal if you took any damage. So, the hell is next on our agenda? Should we go back to... You guys mind if I eat these uh, grapes? <laughs> <laughs> Grapes, 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 grapes. Can you, like, eat them quickly? They're so loud. I don't hear anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, awesome. yeah, obviously. No problem. Grapes, 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 oh, grapes. <laughs> That's the sound they make as they're being crunched and eaten. This is horrendous. Should we go back and tell Karen that we've uh, taken care of the people that she sent us after? Oh, uh, yeah, I actually got to go get the guy that was on the roof, but the guy on the roof is obviously not on the roof anymore because we're in a tunnel. But when you were standing out on the... You climbed up a ladder, didn't you see a dude fall off the roof? Presumably that was him, right? Oh, yeah, he dead. He died. That can't be the Black Book guy then, unless it was, and the Black Book is now just on the side of the train track somewhere in the wilderness. I'll do, let's let's summarize this, I guess. So you guys start talking to each other, sharing information. Group one, the three of you, you had heard heavy footsteps outside of the train, went to go run. You got threatened with a fine from little Karen Adrian Stormheart, and she said she'd forgive your fine if you took care of the other three people that were running through. On your way down, you saw a body tumble down the side of the dirt in through the dirt and it disintegrated and then you continued on you overheard a conversation between bada bing and chrono rex and they said oh why'd you have to kick him now we're one down and they're like oh he's not very trustworthy but he doesn't have the black book because he was with us the whole time so you know that they like kicked him off the somebody off the train so presumably that would be who you saw tumble down the train uh and then you killed bada bing and chrono rex Mercurius, what you heard while the smoke was going on was somebody uh, land and like little ching, ching, like little bit, a little teeny metal sound that that you could hear while they walked um, or moved about. Spurs the jingle, jingle, jingle. I was going to say, we should have given Failing on the ability to hear spurs. <laughs> it was die a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then you went, you saw somebody tumble down. As you guys are talking about that, you're like, oh, must be the same person. Okay. But when you went onto the roof, you didn't see anybody and you were fast approaching the tunnel. So. And I didn't want to get smacked by the tunnel. I wonder if it, I wonder if it was Jebediah Wild. Not that Mercurius would know who that is, but I know who that is. As you say that, yeah, you met Jebediah. They introduced did, themselves. Didn't we? Yeah. Did he have spurs on? Do you guys remember if he had spurs on? Everybody the could roll an insight boy. check. I'd be fine with that. 
Who is this dude? Was this the dude with Hurley? Yes. <laughs> I got Did you roll a nat 20? No, I rolled a nat 1. That's oh, okay. all I have rolled today are <laughs> critical failures and critical hits. I guess I did roll 1-4. Got a 21. I got an 8. Everyone is quite uncertain. Evens, true, odd, false. Hold on. 19, so false. Mercurius, you believe 100% that he did not have spurs on, but good boy, you are 100% certain that you do remember him having spurs on because you were so drunk at breakfast or eating your, you know, it was technically lunch, but you guys were eating a greasy breakfast to cure a hangover. You were so annoyed by the sound of his spurs. Well, I don't know. I think we might have to make a little wager on this. (laughs) All right. I mean, I don't. I honestly don't know if it's like true or not in real life anymore. <laughs> I honestly don't even remember who we're talking about. So yes, yes, Jebediah, the cowboy that was with Hurley when you were eating lunch, breakfast, brunch. There's a name for that. Lunch breakfast, breakfast. Yeah. I like, I like, <laughs> I like lunch breakfast better. That's breakfast. Brunch is just boring now. We have to go for Punchfist. Where are we going, guys? Well, you're right. The only place we haven't been is the engine. But then if he was on the roof, he could have just got into the upper floor of any of the cars. So he could yeah. be literally anywhere. So never mind. I wait, still want to see what's oh. in the engine, though. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right, there's four of us. Two of us go to the back of the train. Two of us stay at the front of the train. Two of us go upstairs. Two of us stay downstairs. And we just bop, 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 bop along. And he's got no way to avoid us. Because he can't be on the roof because we're in the tunnel. And if we do a whole sweep of the train, the only place he can be is the engine car. Because we will have swept every carriage at the same time. And he'd have no way of getting around us or past us or anything. Perfect. We catch him in a pincer. Yeah. And if anybody finds him or gets into trouble... um Make a caca sound. Well, no, we've got echo stones, haven't we? Okay, I was just going to say that. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use my echo stone to say caca if I find it. <laughs> Make a noise like an owl playing a trumpet. <laughs> That's harder than it sounds. It sounds good to me. I'm good with that. Yeah, that's a plan. The plan. I mean, not, not an owl playing trumpet. Not... <laughs> Notoriously difficult no. to train, so I've heard. Yeah, and it does not sound good. <laughs> oh, hang on. I've thought of a problem. The private car is only a single story. They have beaks. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, my like, God. How are they going to hold the oh. trumpets? I mean... <laughs> you know, opposable thumbs or hands. Wait, I have a question. What happened to Hurley? She had recruited you to help them and offered to pay you 500 gold to help them steal the black book. And they said that they were going to steal it when they were in the tunnel. But wasn't she with Jebediah? Yeah, Jebediah and and Hurley. Did you hear two sets of feet or just one? I think I only heard one. Well, should we search the train then? Yeah, I guess we're going to have to. Um, I was just going to say, the problem is the private car is only a single story, whereas the cargo car behind it is two stories. So we'd have to search the top and the bottom of the cargo car and then move to the other side of the private car and then do the pincer movement thing. Well, that hey, that works. I mean, we'll all go back to the cargo bay. Well, no, two of us should stay at the front, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. On the upstairs or the downstairs? Both. Both, like one, both so 
We need one person oh, front excuse. bottom floor, one person front top floor, one person back bottom floor, one person top floor back. <laughs> yes, and then those two people will come together in the private car and then split up again in the quiet car. Yeah. Okay, I want to go back to the cargo bay. Uh, I want to stay in the front because I want to go into the engine when the time comes. Failure on your choice. You want front or back? <laughs> uh... The front of the train or the back Whoa. of the train? <laughs> I'll take the back. Okay. Looks like it's me and you, good boy. Do you want downstairs or upstairs? (laughs) (laughs) Upstairs. Okay, right. So I'm going to be... I'm going to be... Power top. Downstairs of the first class carriage. That's where I am. Before you split up, right? You guys are like in the room. Arguing about how an owl sounds playing a trumpet. Yeah. (laughs) Can we all put our hands in the middle and go, let's go Vault Hunters, or some such cheesy show circle situation? That's lovely. You guys have the plan. Good Boy and Tarquin are going to go to the front. Phaleon and Mercurius, you're going to the back. You all circle up, say your goodbyes. I'm sorry I kicked you guys out of that room earlier. I was really upset, but I feel better now. That's okay. I was going to tell you that earlier. I'm sorry I died. I'm sorry you died too. I feel like that's... That's on you. <laughs> <laughs> if only Jeff Goldblum hadn't fucked up my plan to get the skag out the window, right? Nobody ever accounts for Jeff Goldblum. No. Okay, then what do we do? Are we going to... Hands in the middle, everybody. Hand, hands in hands the middle? Hands in the middle. What are we saying? On three or on go? Riley, you count us down. Okay. So we're hands, we're hands in. Hands in. So hands in the middle. Three, two... One trumpet owl. Don't forget to smash that like button and ring the bell. Let's find the dude and then we can take him to Karen and then she'll stop finding us for disrupting the quiet Karen. I'm hearing this fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Mercurius, roll me a d20 and then add your damage modifier. Hmm, okay, we're looking at 16. You start to feel a little bit queasy, as if, like, something you consumed isn't quite sitting right with you. What did I consume? (laughs) Oh, no. Banana! 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 Thank you so much for listening, badasses. As always, it is a blast. If you want to help our show out, you can go and rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. It really does help the podcast get seen. We don't have very many reviews on there, so it would help us tremendously if you did that. We have started a Discord, and we are all on there, and somewhat active at least. I'm pretty active on there, and everybody else kind of comes in and goes. You should join us there. It'll be fun to get to interact with you. We've got quite a few members in there now. And the link, the invite link, will be in the episode description. And it's not all just focused on Friend Info Adventure Co. There's like a place to do pet pics, talk about your own adventures with B&B or other tabletop RPGs. Come and just chat and hang out. We're mid-November now, and November and December tend to be some of the hardest months for people mentally, so I just want to reach out and say you are loved. We really appreciate everybody who is listening. You matter, not just because you're listening to the show. You can stop listening to the show, and you still matter to me, to us all. We want you to take care of your mental health. So if you're ever struggling, there's 988 here in the United States, 
and then you know look for your resources and if you're in another country there's a lot of resources out there take care of yourself your mental health is really important and you can always reach out to me i mean i'm happy to lend an ear and and see if i can't help you i've struggled with mental health a lot of us on the podcast have struggled with mental health issues and it's it's always temporary you know it'll you will get past it you just have to kind of put forth that effort or do whatever it takes to cope until you get past it you know play video games play tabletop rpgs whatever it takes outside of discord we're on all the social medias and we're even on mastodon now at ff adventure co on all of the platforms we've got some really fun exciting surprises coming up Again, thank you to everybody who contributed characters. Probably in the future, I'll be asking for character ideas, like Vault Hunter ideas or or just random character ideas in the Discord, and then I will have those and be able to just use them from that uh, and, and credit you on them. The next episode to come out will be December 6th. So until then, roll them if you got them, badasses. Vault Hunter I'll watch you back I'm done.